You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, I am Martina Cunha and you are listening to Backstage Talk. Jonathan Larson asked how can you make someone take off and fly in one of his songs from Tick Tick Boom. And I, for the past two years, have learned one way to do it, through the power of community. Welcome to the Latinx in Musical Theatre special for season three of Backstage Talk, where we will be featuring artists from across all positions in musical theatre, from several Latin American countries and different Latin heritages. I am proud to showcase my Latinx family. I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Backstage Talk. We are live at Broadway I am in the company of Ilda Mason and James Branger Adeguin. Ilda was born and raised in Panama, where she began her acting career in shows like Pretty Pan, The Beauty of the Beast, The Chorus Line, and Hello Dolly. She also was part of West Side Story 2020 Broadway Plaza and Steven Spielberg's new movie, new remake of this classic movie. We also have another episode with her previous in our season, so be sure to tune in to listen to her go more in-depth in the West Side process. Also, James yeah. Bruenger Arreguin was born in Los Cabos, Mexico. He grew up in Denver, Colorado, and he is a director, producer that lives in New York and is currently working in the creative production office of Denver Theatricals. He is also a fellowship winner with Repertorio Español, another theater company here in New York. And I'm so excited to have you here at Broadway Company 2022. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> We're having the best time. Yes, <laughs> yeah. you're amazing. It's amazing. You two are amazing. And we just hopped off the table from recording this in the Spanish version. Um, and this is for our English-speaking audience. So uh, thank you, both of you, for taking the time to re-record this. <laughs> Pleasure. Like, yeah. we got to keep talking to you. That's yes, exactly. <laughs> if there's any excuse, just stay with you a little longer. <laughs> I love the both of you. So, first thing I want to ask you is, what do you think the Latin or Latinx situation is currently on Broadway? I, you know, I think that we are, as I said earlier, I think that 
I feel like we're just beginning. Um, we're just beginning. We don't we don't have any Broadway. Um, Plus, our story was pre-pandemic, right? So we don't have any um, Latin Latin stories on Broadway, and so. Um, but in the past, we have West Side Story, Evita, um, On Your Feet, <laughs> In the Heights, right? Those are like the four big ones. And so I think that we're just beginning. And I know that there are things in development, but I, but I, my hope is that we can begin to develop more and begin to develop more because it creates a real sense of authenticity of our stories, of our culture. Um, I believe that being Latino culturally is one where we sing and we dance and we share stories and we share food. Um, yes, food. Food. Food's important. Food's important. Yes. If there was like a dinner theater for Broadway, I, I would be it definitely would be there. delicious. Yeah. Wait, we, we have already business ventures. Yeah, we we just need the supply of money. Um, yeah. Anyone listening, yeah. thank you so much. But to me, I think that we're, we're really just like scraping the surface of what nothing that is. It is on Broadway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think... James' point is so <laughs> crucial because it's the, the fact that you can name like oh four top big ones is very telling, mm -hmm. and they are big and they're important. However, even though we have people like Latinx people on Broadway and and important on stage, off stage, crew, anything, we are still lacking those stories. Like we are definitely we have people who are playing. They were talking about Wicked and Alphabet. If they have the next people playing these big roles, but there is a difference between some like some of that next playing like quote unquote fitting in this role rather than a role that's been written made because telling the Latinx story and Latinx story I'm saying this as a huge like umbrella term because there's so much culture. Sure. Latin America is so big, so rich, so many countries that are so different and beautiful. The music, the styles, the sure. food for a dinner theater. <laughs> it's so, it's, I think the world and the, the audiences would love and really enjoy to, to witness and be a part of these stories, our stories. And that's what we're missing. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree with the sure. two of you. Um, I did a little research on the current Broadway running shows, and in every big production, there's at least one, two, or three names, Latin names, Latin performers on those shows. So I know, as James said, this is just the beginning of it, it's the tip of the iceberg. Um, we continue to grow. So, James, you're working right now with Repertorio Español. So, tell us a little bit about that experience. Sure. So, Repertorio Español is a off-Broadway theater here in New York that focuses on producing work in Spanish and, and only in Spanish, which is incredible, outstanding. Uh, it's, it's really, really cool, and they do work um, of Siglo de Oro, which is the golden age of, of Spanish plays. Um, and that's like our Shakespeare, right? Like mm -hmm. that's our Spanish Shakespeare. Um, we learn about it in school. And then they also do contemporary plays. So it's a two-year fellowship. This year we're doing modern today. I don't know. Modern. That is a good one. Contemporary, sort of. Contemporary, yeah. Sort of. Um, and next year we'll do a, we'll do a Siglo de Oro play. So um, this year is called Extinction of the Dinosaurs. And it's by Luis Alion, who's a Mexican playwright. And it's like a fun hijinks. Comedy, and I just wanted to do something that 
resonated with like what I know is my vocabulary and my vocabulary because I grew up with like such fundamental television right and so fundamental Latin like and comedy it's like true comedy and I think what we do share in Latin cultures is yeah I'm second the sense of humor sense of humor and television and like stories that aren't Spanish are so much they're truncated in a way that American stories you can have trunks and trunks trunks you probably have like two of like the same sort of um, I think about like the variety of Ugly Bettys I grew up watching right so it's just it's really cool that I'm working on a movie that's like gives me the opportunity to like tap into that and then next year I'm working on a play that is um Primer sueño, first uh, first dream of Sor Juana Inés de la Cruz, and she was this amazing nun that sort of rebelled against customs and um, wrote, wrote her stories, and so I'm, we're adapting that to the stage. Well, I would have to say that it started with the audition process. The fact that it was an open audition, an open call was huge. Like, I didn't have an agent. I, I didn't say that earlier, but I didn't have an agent, and I was able to just audition. My friend sent me the casting call through Facebook or Instagram. It's like, you have to audition for this. You're going you're gonna to be in this movie. Yeah, it was an open call that I even sent my video from Colombia, and I was like, I'm sure I'm not going to cut this, but why, why not? Why not? Exactly. It's, and that is wow. something that is so monumental and huge. And that's a huge part of my experience as an immigrant here. I'm from Panama. I moved to the United States nine years ago. And then I've realized how most of it, like the work is just for the quote unquote luck, is to get the opportunity to, to try. Yes, to go to an audition, to meet yeah. a casting director, to, yeah. to be in the room. Like yeah. that is huge. And this production um, of Steven Spielberg's West Side Story gave us that. 30,000 people auditioned yeah, all over the world. And I thanked him and Cindy Tolan, who was the cast director, <laughs> tremendously. Like they were done listening to me say how grateful I am. I can't even say what I am for that. Um, and even like Tony Kushner. Well, it's surprising when Tony Kushner. Exactly. I just say about Tony Kushner. He really put a lot of effort and hard work into making the adaptation of the script as as authentic as possible. He surrounded himself with a team of just Puerto Rican people from the cast who would work with him and just make sure that words, names were accurate. There was a day that we were finishing shooting and he said that he was worried because he realized that one of the words um saying exactly at a, at a wall in the very beginning of the movie was wrong and so they had to change it so it's it, it's details like that that are not just details they're monumental and so 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 important for us and our culture um our first day of person was just that learning about Puerto Rican culture. It was that changed my life. That was, yeah, that was, that was amazing. 
the latest Latinx story that was in the near stages was Americano. There was a big off-Broadway musical. And what it was exciting for me was to see that there were a lot of Latinx names all over the whole production. Not only the cast, which was totally Latin, um, not only in the producers, the director, but also the writing team. This is a story about Tony Valdovino, who is a dreamer. He no, came to no, the States with his parents who were born in Mexico, but it was undocumented and, and he didn't know about it until he wanted to go and enlist in the Navy um, and enroll in the Navy. Um, and this story was also like written by a lot of Latinx people, like Fernanda Santos, right? Um, and this is not like the only story that we are trying to get here. This is just one, right? Um, we also, and this was just announced last week, the collaboration between Antonio Banderas and Andrew Lloyd Webber, like this ginormous composer in musical theater history and this incredible performer, actor from Spain that also loves musical theater. Like Antonio Andres has led and spearheaded a movement in Spain about translating shows and bringing them from their original language in English all the way to Spanish. So he produced a chorus line, produced, directed, and performed a chorus line in, in Madrid and in Barcelona. Last year, they released a cast recording. Um, he also did companies, and we will get adaptations from a lot of shows, from The Phantom of the Opera, Sunset Boulevard, School of Rock, Evita, which is already a Latinx story, um, and a lot, a lot more. And we're going to get Cinderella, who, which is Andrew's latest work. So um, what do you think about this cloud? I, you know, I think it's really, really exciting because I think it's going to, when a show gets translated into Spanish, uh, that process is going to inform the show in such a different way to hear it in Spanish. I, I think it's going to elevate the piece in many ways, right? Because it'll be able to open access for the audience. We earlier um, were talking about what it means for an audience to get to enjoy a musical. And for me, my, my mother, when she comes and sees a Broadway show with me, she can she can take in the spectacle of it, but she, I can see the language, especially when they sing, sort of go over her head, right? And when she got to see Aladdin in Mexico City, she was, she called me after it and just felt like she was part of it, right? She could, she could understand it, she could hear it, she could be with the story. And so this translation process is really exciting. Um, but I do think it's really interesting that Andrew Lloyd Webber is, is, is like pairing up with like one of the biggest celebrities of all time. And yet I'm like, they're gonna make money. Right? It's like, it's at the end of the day, it's still a business. What we do is still a business. And I would love to not just use a little of this money that they're gonna make to like elevate the, the places that the work is gonna be done, right? If you're gonna, for me, in many ways, if what you're telling me is Starlight Express is gonna be done in Panama, 
that's going to create such an access, right, for, for Panama, and there's going to be, people are going to want more shows. People are, they're, they're going to go through that catalog quickly, so it'd be great to elevate the new records in those places, and, and in Spain, and in Mexico, and in Puerto Rico, and in todo, and todo, right? Um, I hope that they use those resources and the connections that they make through the process to, to change, change, change our landscape. Absolutely. I think it's, it's the key word for me is accessibility. The, the, the possibility of audiences. And like, you know what? I didn't, I didn't even want to say audiences. I want to say like people. People. Mm -hmm. People who have not been to theater, who have never seen a musical. The opportunity for them to see it because we are at Broadway Con right now. So we're thinking Broadway, great scale. like. Oh God, Antonio Banderas, Andrew mm -hmm. Weber, but I think it's so, 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 so important to bring it, trick it trickle it all the way down to a local theater at a town, like at a, you know, the things that even though we think, oh, that's, you know, that's not as whatever, insert whichever adjective, that is where it starts. Like, my love for theater started in Panama. And we didn't have all the resources that Broadway could have. And yet, people who do theater there do it because they love it. And we love it so much that it, it brought me to want to move here to do it for a living. So I just, like like you were saying about your mom, like my mom came to see West Side Story here in New York. And she couldn't understand the movie. So we had to go watch it with subtitles. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just the, the amount of the material and, and art and shows that are out there that people can't see. It may make someone think like, oh, I don't like musicals. I don't like musical theater. But it's because they've only seen a handful, one that they didn't like. They don't they don't have the accessibility access to watch and to explore and to to feel what theater makes us feel. And we saw that one musical that changed our lives forever. So that's, yeah, accessibility, theater, the arts, for people. Yeah, I do think that it's going to be groundbreaking, um, and it's going to give us another foot in the door um, to, as, as Ilda just said, to give access to a lot of people. Because, for example, my dad saw Wicked, and um, with all the love that I have for my dad, he was like, why was everyone shouting? They're like, they're not shouting, they're belting. <laughs> so now I know that um, the wicked type of show is not for my dad, right? But maybe he will like, I don't know, company, or maybe he will like um, something more like MJ, which he saw exactly. and loved. He could have access to a lot of new options, right? Um, before we close, I have a surprise question for you, which I, it's not the same question that uh, I tell everyone in the normal episodes. Okay, cool. If you could choose one Latin artist to do a jukebox musical, it can be bio musical, it could be jukebox with non-related to the story of the artist. Which one would be? I have my answer, but I want to listen to yours first. Well, this is so rich because we were, I think, in the last session talking about like how grounded our like music is, right? Yeah. Like, how it universally connects us, right? Like we, we, we all can list 10 different um, Latino artists that like, are part of the reason why we love like music, right? Mm -hmm. Theater to me is, is the, the conglomerate. Musical theater is a 
well, culture. Um, culture. So I'm going to say Selena um, in, in the way that maybe not like a biopic musical like MJ, per se, but maybe like a, a jagged little pill, take her music, take her energy, and see what you create with that. I would love yeah, yeah, I would love those orchestrations. Oh my God, like, yes. Amor orchestrated for Broadway. <laughs> like, that would be, oh, I mean, people would be living. <laughs> I would play podcast recording in the shower every oh, single yeah. day. I mean, honestly, now that you say that, I'm like, absolutely, we need more, more. Yeah. So I, I was also thinking of that. Um, but I, wait, I just forgot what I, um, I think maybe someone like Juan Guerra. Mm. Um, because we were talking about like the energy, and I don't know. I imagine like a Juan Luis Guerra concert. Yeah. But then I thought maybe we could do like a, a jukebox, jukebox musical, like with a lot of different artists exactly. from all over the place. From all over the place, and we could have like Shakira and Talia, Juan Luis Guerra and Juan, and like I don't know, like just a bit of everything. Um, to just. Boom, like in the audience's face, it's like, this is the movie that we love from Latin America. And I'm sure that they would fall in love with it too. The people who have not, you know, heard their music or. Well, they wouldn't be seated, right? Like they would, they would exactly. be Exactly. Yeah. They would it would be, be a party. It would be a party. party. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. My answer, and actually, I never pitched it to Netflix, but they stole the idea, was if it's a biopic musical or just a jukebox musical, oh, I would love those orchestrations. Yes. Love. Yes. I mean, ask the Abuelita. Like, he does that musical. She would love it. He would. We already have our We already have our star. Exactly. Come on. Yeah. Just get him on a Broadway stage. I mean, he has been in musicals in, in Mexico City before. He did. Um, and he did Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I mean, wow. I listened to. Yeah. I could not believe that that's that that was not Luis Miguel singing. So, Diego, we're you receive a call or call us. We're, we're, gonna, we're doing this um crazy Broadway dinner theater. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I love the Broadway dinner theater. I love that. Yes, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a big Broadway. But it's Broadway. It is Broadway. It's, it's a big house. It's a family. It's a. It's, yeah, call us. Yeah, yeah. Frijoles Negros and Rice will be Abuelas, Abuela Claudia's Oh, yes. Yeah. Y Plátano, plátano Maduro, yeah. Tontones, Patacones. Y vas a beber, you're going to drink, you're going to have a great time. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're going to be great. Oh, you don't even know. It's a feast for the senses, for yeah. your tummy and for your heart. Yeah. Um, I want to take the time to thank the both of you. I really do think that today we made history as the first Spanish-speaking panel ever done at BroadwayCon. So thank you to the both of you. I love you with all my heart. Um, and thank you to the Broadway Podcast Network and to BroadwayCon. Yes, thank you so much for having us. This yes. was such an amazing, real and amazing time. I can't wait to hear next week's band. Like, I just I'm, can't wait. Next week. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you in another episode of Backstage Talk. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of Backstage Talk. 
Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast. Hey, it's Leslie Udom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.